Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Atrey. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. The sixfold priestly blessing. The sixfold priestly blessing. In other words, the blessings of the priest, which manifests in six ways. And all of them come when the, the blessing of the priest comes upon you. I see you blessed in Jesus' name. I believe that this is in these times, uh, these times, uncertain times, are a good time. Are, uh, this is a, certainly a good time to hear a message on the blessing. Just to know you are certainly blessed. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 Bible says and God said let us make man in our image and God created man in his own image and his own likeness created he them male and female and Bible says in verse 28 and God blessed them and said be fruitful and multiply Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 and God blessed them and said and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Have dominion. So the blessing it says that be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, have dominion. Be fruitful and multiply, uh, 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 be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, subdue it and have dominion. This is after God created man, he should have put man on earth to start living. Just like when you watch the wild or the safari, um, a zebra will give birth. And as soon as the baby is born, the baby begins to walk and live their life by the help of the mother. But God, when he created man, Put man on the earth and he said, you are not ready yet until I bless you. And so God Almighty, Jehovah Elohim, Elohim blessed man and said in the blessing, he said, now that tells you blessings usually go with sayings. So he blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish and subdue the earth. Have dominion over everything on this earth. Since that time, that's why man is able to go to the moon. Man is able to tame the wildest of all animals. Man is able to do great things. Animals can do what man do because man is blessed to do these things. We are blessed. So what does it mean to be blessed? To be blessed means to be authorized. To, to be authorized to generate or to produce a certain type of result on earth. <laughs> to, be authorized, to be authorized, to be empowered, to be strengthened, to be, to be enabled. So the blessing is enablement. The blessing is authorization. The blessing is empowerment. To be enabled, to be empowered, to be authorized. To generate certain results. So blessings always show in results. To be blessed means to be enabled, to be authorized, and to be empowered 
to generate and produce a certain result. So God blessed them and said, because when an authority is declaring blessing, it's the blessings take effect. It starts to take effect after it has been spoken. And so the, the, Greek, the Hebrew word for bless is barak. Also, blessing means to speak well of, to adore, to, to praise. To, to, so that blessing to speak well of, to adore, God spoke well of us and the speaking of God's word, he made us and then spoke over our lives and the speaking over our lives gives us an authority to produce results within the sphere of things that were created through speaking. So God created through speaking and then he blessed us by speaking of our lives to produce a result or to, to, to have an upper hand in the created sphere. Hallelujah. To do well in the world, in the world a words must be spoken over your life. And God spoke his word over our life or spoke a word over our life and he said, be fruitful and multiply. In Genesis chapter 9 verse 1, and God blessed Noah and his sons. God bless Noah. Let me read it. Genesis chapter 9. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody is certainly blessed. And God, uh, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Hallelujah. So God bless Noah. So the, our God is a God of blessing. Then he calls Abraham, he says that, move out of your, the father's house and I will bless you. So the Abrahamic blessing is conditional. The Adamic blessing is just unconditional. Noahic blessing is unconditional, but it's a family blessing. If you are connected to that family, you're, you're, you, have, you have the blessing. But Abrahamic blessing is conditional. And we are operating in the Abrahamic blessing. And so when God brought his people out of Egypt and he appointed priests who should stand before him on the behalf of the people. So the, the job of a priest is to stand before God or go before God on the behalf of the people with sacrifices, with gifts and sacrifices according to Hebrews. He said the Hebrews, he, he, Hebrews said the priests are or they appointed from amongst men ordained to bring gifts and sacrifices of sin on the behalf of men. So a priest is appointed. And now, so it says that once you bring the sacrifices on the behalf of men, hallelujah, watch this very carefully. I think I will just read it. Hebrews chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. In the book of Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1, for every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in every in 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 things pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for for sin hallelujah the hebrews chapter 8 verse 3 said every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices all right so the gift and sacrifices are supposed to be gifts and sacrifices for sin. The one who offers gifts and sacrifices for sin, that's the job of a priest. The, he is able to de declare blessings. And so he in, in Exodus, sorry, in the, 
in Numbers chapter 4, chapter 6, verse 24. Or I will read from verse 22 to make sense of it. And the Lord, and the Lord spake, spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, said, This is how you should bless them. So this is how you should bless them. This is how you should bless them. Speak well of over them. The, the Hebrew word, as I said, Barak. The, the Greek word is eulogia. Eulogia is like eulogy. Eulogy. You know, so you or you, which has to do with good. And logos, logia. Logia has to do with reasoning, has to do with word, has to do with speaking. You know, remember homologia. So same logia, speaking. So logia has to do with speaking. It has to do with words. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the logos. So logos, biology, zoology, theology. All the logis has to do with brand of studies, brand of reasoning, how the things are. Okay, so to logos and logic has to do with the way the reason for things and how the, the reason behind things and the words or the studies about things. So logos has to do with reason. That's why we have logic. Logically, it has to do with a pattern of thinking, a pattern of reasoning. However, when we speak about uh, logia, it's this reasoning that produces a certain type of words and speaking. So saying, speaking, so you is good and then logia speaking so the greek word for blessing is to well speak speak well of to declare well it shall be well with you may i bless you brothers and sisters i bless you and declare it shall be well with you be it well with you be it well with you in jesus name hallelujah amen and so it says that God called Abraham and told him, move and I'll bless you. And then when he called the children of Israel, he said that, say to Aaron, Aaron and his sons, that this is how you should bless the people. It says, so, okay, speak unto Aaron and his son on this wise, on, 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 on this wise, ye, on this wise, ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, the Lord bless thee and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And he says that, verse 27 says, And they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. Put your, my name on them and I will bless them. But how do you put my name on them? Speak these words over them. So six things he says you shall do. Number one, he said, The Lord bless thee, one, and keep thee, two. The Lord make his face shine upon you, three, and be gracious unto you, four. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee, five, and give you peace, six. Now, but it's interesting, he said, bless them and say to them, the Lord bless you. So what is the difference between we are blessing them and actually speaking, saying the Lord bless you? Now, the first one is more, uh, that is the general blessing of God encompasses these six elements. It includes being spoken well of to do well, being empowered to do well, being spoken well of to do well. So it says that bless them. Number one of the blessings of God is just declare blessings upon them. Speak that you are blessed. I speak that you are blessed. Your health is blessed. Your family, oh man. If I say your health is blessed, that means that your health is empowered to be okay. 
When people are falling sick, because you are blessed in your health, what makes people sick will not, make, will not be able to make you sick. Why? Because you are blessed. Where people are not able to generate a certain type of result, you will. Why? Because you are blessed. Listen, this is a season. In this season of pan global pandemic, it has never happened in our lifetime. And this season of this global pandemic, what more do a person need than to walk under a blessing? I, I am speaking to you as a servant of God. And I pronounce you blessed. So said, say this, speak to bless them in this way. Say to them, God bless you. The Lord bless you. And I also say to you that God bless you. You are authorized, you are empowered, and you are enabled to generate the results that cannot be generated without being enabled. You shall produce fantastic results that will get the attention of others. And know that God is with you. Bible says that jo Joseph was in prison, but the Lord was with him. Genesis chapter 37, I think verse 21, somewhere there. And so the Lord made him to prosper. Or oh, 39, Genesis 39, 21, there, 23. God made him to prosper, even in prison. Why? Because the blessing of the Lord was upon him. So he said, Bless them and say, So number one, the, the number one, First fold or number one component of the true blessing of God is that you are actually blessed. Things work for you. You are empowered to prosper. You are empowered to do well. The blessing. When you, when you come into the New Testament, almost all the, right, uh, the epistles of the New Testament, letters that were sent, it's very interesting. They didn't say God bless you. They didn't start with saying, by saying God bless you. And they didn't really finish by saying, God bless you. I'll show you how, why it's, it's, it's like that. Because of the sixfold blessing. Now, so he said, God bless you. God bless you. And then the second one is, the say this to them, God bless you and keep you. The keeping is such, so important. I actually wanted to spend a bit more time and stay on that. I actually wanted to just preach on God keep you. God keep you. When the Bible talks about God keep you, what does it mean for God to keep you? It means that for God to sustain you, for God to preserve you, for God to protect you. That's what God keep you. God keep you. A blessed man. Look, there is a story about this gentleman, Joseph. He was blessed. He was walking in the wild. He traveled. He slept at night. He went to his, his uncle's house. His uncle took him for granted. He went through so many things, but he was blessed. Look at Joseph. Joseph was sold. He was supposed to be a slave and, and die, end up dying a slave. But because of the blessing of, on Joseph, the blessing of God kept him going. He didn't die. Rather, he rose and became a prime minister and all began to bow to him. Why? Because there is a blessing of God upon his life. I see that blessing coming upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, God bless you and keep you. The one who is blessed is kept by God. James First Peter chapter 1, verse 5. He said, who are kept by the power of God. God keeps you when he's blessed. He blesses you. He keeps you. I see God keeping you. Now, I want to show you a few scriptures that has to do with the Lord keeping us. Um, let me just go straight to the New Testament and I'll come back to. In the book of Jude. Thank you, Lord. 
Jude verse 24. Powerful scripture. Jude verse 24. It says that now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. <laughs> God is able to keep you from falling. He may he keep you from falling. Unto him who is able to keep you from falling from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. You appear before God with great joy. God is able to keep you. This is for the Christian. God unto him who is able to keep you from falling. May God keep you. What's he keeping you from? Keeping you from falling. So God is able to keep you from falling. Now watch this. He didn't say who is certain to keep you from falling, but he said who is able to keep you from falling. Pastor, what's the difference? Able to keep you from falling. It's like, you know, my child sitting on, let's say I put a, a, a four-year-old child on my shoulder. You know, usually when you go to the park and there is a function on the park or um, festival in the park and you are with a child, sometimes you make the child sit on your shoulder and then the child is watching. Yeah, you. God kept the Israelites when he was keeping them. When God is keeping you, you can go through difficult times, but what happens is that he is keeping you. You are not the one doing all the working. You are just sitting on his shoulders. So, so when they were going to the promised land, their worry was the people were giants. We are short. We are shorter than them and they are giants. God, when God keeps you, this is what he does. He puts you on his shoulder and you end up being taller than the giants you are before. Hallelujah! So you look down on the giant. You look on them down. Why? Because you are you are being kept by God. You are on the shoulders of God. Now, God is able to keep us. Uh, before I even go on to the other one, let me show you. He's able to keep us from falling. He didn't say God is certain, but he's able. Why is he why didn't he say certain by able? Because for God to keep you, there is a play a role you must play. Let me look at it. Let me show you again. Tight, um, Jude 24, he said, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. But if you just go back a little bit to verse 20, it talks about, But ye, beloved, building up yourself in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 21. Keeping yourself in the love of God. Before he went on to say, God keep you, anytime you see the Lord keeping people, when you look around, just not far from that scripture, you will see the people keeping the word of God or doing their part. So God keeping you is not just you. It doesn't mean uh, a human irresponsibility. Uh, We have a responsibility to play when it comes to God keeping us. So he says that keeping yourself, verse 21, keeping yourself in the love of God. Keeping yourself in the love of God, I'm sure we'll go on to that in a, 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 later on. But look at that. Say, God keep you. How does he keep you? You yourself, before God keeps you, you have to keep yourself in the love of God. First, um, Second Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Look at this. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 says, For which cause I suffer all this, nevertheless I'm not ashamed, for I know in whom I believe, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which is committed to him. He's able to keep that, he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against the day. He's able to keep. So God is able to keep you 
And not only you, anything you commit to him, he is able to keep it for you. Keeping your marriage, keeping your health, keeping your resources, keeping your job, keeping your house, keeping your children. God, keeping your ministry, keeping your church. God, keeping your business. God, keeping your studies. God, keeping your opportunities in life. God is able to keep. He said, I believe, I know in whom I believe, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep. But before he said that, watch this. This is interesting. Um, uh, for this, I'm not, uh, for, for I know in whom I have believed. Um, um, in whom I have, I have believed, and he's able to keep. He's able to keep that which I've committed to him. Amen. So God is able to keep. But when you read it, the, the, the text very carefully, you see it talks about holding fast the, the, the form of sound doctrine, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus, that thou, so that, that good thing which was committed, that's what I'm, I'm trying to look for. The good, that good which, which was committed to thee, keep by the Holy Spirit. So he said, God is able to keep, but also you too, you have to keep what is committed to you. That's why when you read that same chapter down, it says that I have fought a good fight, I have kept the faith. I've kept the faith. So when he said God is able to keep what I've given to him, he's also said that you are also to keep, is it, um, 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 that which keep by the, that which has been committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit. Then he said, "I have kept the faith." So God is able to keep us from falling, but there's a human responsibility there. You must also do your part for God to be able to keep you. That's why He's able to keep you. The child on my shoulder must be able to hold on so that he, he, he hold on so he doesn't fall. God will keep you from falling in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Psalm one two one. Psalm 121, reading from verse 3. <laughs> Hallelujah. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keeps thee will not slumber. God keeps you, and the God who is keeping you will not slumber. He that keeps you will not slumber. He will, he will, he will not suffer thy foot. Sorry. Verse 4. Behold, he that keeps Israel shall neither sleep nor slumber. Take not word, the note, take note of the word keep. He that keepeth Israel will neither sleep nor slumber. The Lord is thy keeper. Hallelujah. God is your keeper. I need you to write that somewhere boldly. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my keeper. Anything you are facing, wherever you are going, remember the Lord is your keeper. I came to encourage you to let you know in this season, the Lord is your keeper. God will keep you. He will keep your family. He will keep your marriage. He will keep your husband. He will keep your, your, your wife. He will keep your children. He will keep your family. He will keep you. He will keep your job. God is your... Believe in it. Hold on to it. Know that because of the blessing of God, God will keep you. It's part of the sixfold blessing. The part of the sixfold blessing is that God will keep you. Watch this. Verse 5. Verse 5 says that um, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from evil. The Lord shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy... And, and the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this, from this day forward. Amen. So it says, the Lord is thy keeper. 
the Lord is, is thy shade upon thy right hand. He will preserve you from evil. Then God keeps you. That's what happens. He preserves you from evil. So he's not only keeping us from falling, but he keeps us to preserve us from evil. Hallelujah. God will preserve you. So he will keep you from falling and he will keep you from evil. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want to show you the scripture. In the book of 2 Thessalonians. In, in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter... Um, Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's, it's rather First Peter. Let's look at First Peter. First Peter. First Peter chapter 5, which I read earlier. First Peter chapter 1 verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed. So we are kept by the power of God. How? Through faith. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. God is our keeper. God is our keeper. I want you to rest assured in, in your life, God will keep you to the end. I know in whom I believe and I'm persuaded that whatever I've committed to him, he shall keep you. So he'll keep you from falling and to present you faultless before him. And then too, he'll also keep us from evil in the name of Jesus Christ. And as I showed you, there is a human, human responsibility in the keeping. Our keeping is to keep his word. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 9 we are to keep his word Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 10 and verse 16 Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 10 talks about if we keep his word if we keep his commandment we are to keep his commandment and when we keep his commandment it empowers or it gives us it gives God the right to keep us we are as we keep his commandment he will keep us as you keep his commandment he will keep you there's a human responsibility there in Exodus chapter 20 verse 20 uh, verse 6 I think I would like to read that one Exodus chapter 20 verse 6 and Bible talks about God showing mercy unto uh, uh, so mercy unto thousands of them that love him and keep his commandments. So we keep his commandment. Once you keep his commandment, he shows mercy. He shows mercy. So uh, there is always a human responsibility about the side of the keeping. Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 14 verse 15 says that if you love me, Keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. John chapter 15, verse 10, it says that if you keep my commandment, you shall abide in my love. Remember, he keeps his commandment to those who love him, to thousands, to the thousand, uh, sorry, to the fourth, third and fourth generation of those who keep his commandment. And so he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandment. And once you keep his commandment, he will keep you. Keeping God, that's the human responsibility aspect. So once he said, who are, First Peter chapter 5, 1 verse 5, who are kept by faith. So your exercising of your faith in his word, and demonstrating of your love towards him through his word, by keeping his word, is what authorizes him to keep us. You are kept as you keep his word in the name of Jesus Christ. Now that goes, leads to the the third one. So the first one is the Lord bless you. The second one, he'll keep you. The third one, he makes his face to shine upon you. Daniel chapter 9 verse 7. Daniel, oh, I'm sorry, it's the verse 17 I wanted. I, I'm, please forgive me. <laughs> I realized that. I so now therefore, oh, oh, uh, 
O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplication, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for, for the Lord's sake. Cause your face to shine upon us for the Lord's sake. Hear the, the prayer of your servant and cause your face to shine upon your sanctuary for your sake. For God's face to shine upon a person means that the, his his honor, his glory is beginning to reflect on the person. So the glory, the honor, suddenly people see you and they realize that there's something different about you. They are not able to mishandle or mishandle or mishandle you anyhow. Why? Because God's face is shining on you. When God's face shines on you, people are careful how they treat you and not just that. People prefer you and desire you. That's what happened to Joseph in Potty's first house. Potty's first wife said, Bible said, she cast a longing eye upon him. Because there's something about the guy. I want to have him. I want him to be my friend. When God's face, oh, thank you, Jesus. When God's face shines on you, people would prefer you being their friend. In the book of Psalm 31 verse 16. Let's look at Psalm 31 verse 16. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. See, when God's face shines on you, suddenly things change. I believe that there was a time in Luke chapter 4, they wanted to stone Jesus Christ after he preached a first powerful message in his own hometown. They wanted to stone him, but it wasn't time for him to die. The Bible said, and he walked, they took him to the edge of the cliff to throw him down. When they got there, he just walked in, in their midst and went away. Why? Why didn't they stop him? Why didn't they? He didn't vanish. He walked away. Why? Because I believe the face of God shine, shone upon him. When God's face shine on you, your enemies will come looking for you. They will see you, but they won't notice that you are the one. Or they will see you, but they can't do anything. In fact, when they had, they plan to hurt you, they come and smile with you. That's what happened to Jacob. When Esau came, after Jacob had an encounter in Genesis chapter uh, chapter 32 with the personality, uh, the man who wrestled with him, Bible said Esau, who was coming to kill him with strong Men, army coming to kill him. He came to embrace him. This is also part of the blessing of God. When you are Christian, it's not only persecution and suffering, but where it, where life matters, where certain things matters and necessary for your next day, the next phase, your next your next move, your next progress. God's face shines on you. I see God's face shining on you in the name of Jesus Christ. In Psalm 80, I will just read Psalm 80 and I'll potentially maybe move on. Psalm 80, verse 3, verse 7, and verse 19. Psalm 80, verse 3, it says that, Turn us, uh, turn us again, O Lord, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Verse 7, Turn us again, O Lord, O, o God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Verse 90, turn us again, O God, O Lord God of hosts, and uh, cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. When God's face shine on you, you won't be a victim. When God's face shine on you, you shall not be a victim in the name of Jesus. Psalm 119 verse 135, it says that make thy face to shine upon thy servant and teach me thy status. Make thy face to shine upon your servant. So when God's face shine on you, you are saved. When God's face shine on you, those who come against you, you walk through them. They are coming against you, but they'll come and embrace you. In fact, in the book of Proverbs, it says if a man's way please the Lord, he causes even his enemies to be at peace with him. That means he causes his face to shine on you, on him. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine on you. And guess what? The next one, number four. So first one, bless you. Number two, keep you. Number three, his face to shine on you. Number four, be gracious unto you. Be gracious unto you. He's just lavishing favor on you. When his face shines on you, your enemies can't hurt you. When his face shines on you, you are preferred. But when he's gracious unto you, even when there, where there is no way, he makes a way for you. Where you go wrong and where he, he, uh, you, should, you should even suffer, when his face, uh, when he is gracious to you, it is, it's the same as it's like he's having mercy on you. So when the grace of God or God is being gracious to you, it's like, uh, okay, it's like, you know, where you go for an interview and you you fail or you make mistakes. And the one said, I know you know it, but it's just that you are, under, you are, you are 10, so I'll give it to you. I just know you know it. I pray that may you, may God be gracious to you and things begin to change in your favor. Sometimes you don't need people to be so hard to enforce systems against you. The systems are being are handled by human beings. There are instances where they can use their exercise, their discretion, and know that. And the, 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 the system allows them to use their discretion. I pray that God will gracious unto you so people will use their discretion on your, in your favor. Sometimes when somebody doesn't just like you, you just made a little mistake and they, they enforce the system. They enforce a law in a way that would not be necessary, but no, because they are right to enforce it. But I'm talking about when grace is being given to you or when you are un uh, walking under the graciousness of God, people are lenient towards you. They, may, they will enforce the law. They don't have to even do anything illegal, but they will use their discretion where they will say, okay, I know. Or sometimes, just, just look at this. Sometimes you go to uh, maybe the car showroom, you are sorting out something, and the person will say, I know, you know what, I will, I will knock off 10%, I will knock 10% off from you, just, I just want to. I'm, I'm talking, the manager has the, the, the liberty to exercise his discretion to say that you are a good customer and he wants to keep you so he can knock off some percentage for you. I'm talking about someone chooses to be gracious to you. And listen, Bible says that when the blessing of God comes upon you, say, bless my people and tell them, say that God be gracious to you. In Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 19. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. It's Exodus 33, 19. <laughs> and he said, I will, I, I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious to and I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. God said he will be gracious to whom he will be gracious to. May that be you. May God be gracious to you. So God bless you. God keep you. May he cause his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. And then the next one says that, may he lift up his countenance upon you and, and may he lift up his countenance upon you. Psalm, Psalm 4 verse 6. God lift up his countenance upon you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 4. Psalm 4 verse 6 says that, there be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up, lift 
up the count the, the light of your countenance upon us. People are saying, Oh, who show them good? Nothing will happen for it will be help good for them. He said, Lord, lift up your the light of your countenance and be uh, lift up the light of your countenance upon upon us. And in Psalm Psalm 42, verse 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 42, verse 5 says that, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in the Lord, for I shall praise him for the help of his countenance. God's countenance. When God lifts up his countenance upon a person, that means that it's like the way usually they may say there is emergency in a, in a country or security breach or security situation. So the security rate, the condition is alert, high alert or critical. You know, so when there is a, a, the the secret service or security agencies, they realize there is potential danger to the public or terrorist activity, but potentially they have to increase how heightened security. Now, when God lifts up His countenance upon you, it's like it comes across like He has heightened His attention on your life. He's always looking, keeping an eye on you. He that keeps Israel will not sleep nor slumber. But when you talk about uh, heightened of security or countenance, uh, lifting up his countenance upon you, in other words, he gives you extra attention for your favor. Just like someone who is in an intensive care, I see you. They give him, there must always be critical attention on him because of the delicate nature of the person's situation. Now, this is, this is what it means. When The more critical you get into a situation or your situation, the more critical your situation gets, the more delicate your situation gets in life, the more when you are blessed, the more God will even supply you with more angelic reinforcement, angelic guidance, the more attention you will get so that because of the nature. You see, when a child, an infant, or a child is born an infant, the attention the child requires is far higher than a boy that uh, uh, the mother in fact when a child is brought home from the hospital let's say an infant has been just been born a baby has been born a baby has been brought from hospital sometimes the mothers don't sleep the little noise they hear they wake up because the child requires extra attention in the same way when god lifts up his countenance upon you you are you your security is high god is actually keep supplying more help in this instant so it, when situations are bad when you get into a situation where things are so bad remember when you are operating on a blessing even in that critical state god lifts up his countenance upon you in uh, the apostle paul puts it this way therefore when i am weak then i am strong in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 10, 11. He said, I'll, book, I'll boast in my weakness, because I know when I'm weak, I'm strong. Even in my weak, so the weaker, he said, God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. Well, that is somebody who is walking under the blessing of God. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. So where the weaker you are, the stronger, the more strength he supplies towards you. So he's lifting, when he lifts up his countenance upon you, that means that he's giving you more supply of whatever you need to keep you going. So don't be worried about low supply or less uh, opportunity that you have. When God is with you and he's taking you to that next stage he will make sure and you are operating under the bless under the blessing he lifts up his countenance upon you 
God, may God lift up his countenance upon you. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't say, oh, okay. It happened to him because of A, B, C. That's why it was good for him. But me, I just don't have, any, I'm nowhere near that. Where you are no more near, if it is God who is behind that A, A's blessing, and it's the same God who is behind A, and A had, let's say, 1,000 level, and you have 20, level 20, and A was level thousand and it happened for him that means that with your level 20 if god said he's going to happen for you he'll just make sure he supplies more and let me give you a typical example it's like um there's a there's a uh, you you are in a boat or a small boat in a canal and in your, your boat is in a canal and then you get to a place then there is like a dam or a dike or a barrier and your boat cannot go because there is a, a blockage there. Now, guess what? God will not remove the blockage. This is what he's going to do. He will supply you with more water. He will supply you more until your boat is above that situation and you flow above it. That's, that's how the, uh, when God um, lifts up his countenance upon you, he lifts the countenance upon you so that he will supply you with more peace. When you are blessed, peace, shalom. Blessing, shalom. In the in the Old Testament, the priestly blessing is God bless you. And once they declare the blessing, but in the New Testament, the apostles, as I said, did not start with the God bless you. Or none that they even finish with God bless you. They just say peace upon you. So when you read First Corinthians, uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 1, it talks about verse, sorry, verse 2. Romans chapter 1, verse 8, it talks about the grace of God be with you. Romans 1 8 talks about grace and peace. 1 Corinthians 1 3, grace and peace. 2 Corinthians 1 2, grace and peace. Uh, Galatians 1 3, grace and peace. Uh, Ephesians 1 2, grace and peace. Philippians 1 2, grace and peace. Colossians 1 2, grace and peace. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 1 1, grace and peace. 2 Thessalonians 1 2, grace and peace. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse, uh, 1 Timothy 1 2, grace, mercy, and peace. 2 Timothy uh, uh, 1 uh, 1 2, Grace, mercy, and peace. Titus chapter 1, verse 4. Grace, mercy, and peace. Philemon 3. Grace, uh, grace and peace. First Peter 1, 2. Grace and peace. It was throughout even Revelation. Grace. So they started with grace, peace, grace, peace. Some of it, add, they add mercy, especially those who are sons. They add mercy. Uh, like First, uh, um, Second John uh, 3. Grace, mercy, and peace. So they always bring in grace, peace. It was their greetings. It was their greetings. Why would not say blessings upon you? But they didn't have to say it. Because Jesus has already pronounced the blessing upon us. The blessing of Almighty God, that sixfold blessing is upon every believer. Without even pronouncement. Bible says in um, Hebrews chapter 7 verse 7. And without controversy. The lesser is blessed by the greater. So I, when, the, when I walk with God. He empowers me to issue blessings and speak blessings. Alright. But I am blessed in my working with God. I am blessed in my working with God. And if I bless. Especially see. He said say to Aaron's and son. Because they are in an office. So the blessing of God. When somebody is in the office. Like. The priesthood of all believers. All believers are priests. So then you don't wait for somebody to bless you. However, if somebody is in an office, a pastor, an evangelist, apostle, a prophet, a teacher, when he's in an, an officer of the kingdom, he also has certain 
graces and as he walks with God based on the office, he's empowered with unusual graces to declare blessings. That's why Jacob blessed by faith. He blessed uh, uh, the sons of Joseph and Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. Abraham blessed Isaac. It is a transfer. The blessing is to transfer something that is upon you onto somebody by via speaking. And so that is why the Bible says in Mark chapter I think 10 verse 16. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. And he brought them and blessed them. He carried what it takes to bless them and empower them to fulfill their destiny. As I bless you, I'm, I'm blessing you with under the of priestly office. And it comes with the bless you, keep you, face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In several places in the Bible, in fact, the Jehovah Shalom, meaning the God of peace, Judges chapter 6, verse 24. Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace, Jehovah Shalom. In Romans chapter 15, verse 33, it says the God of peace. In Romans chapter 16, verse 20, he calls him the God of peace. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, the God of peace. He is the God of peace. In Romans chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible says that the righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Remember, there's peace. But the kingdom of God, is there's peace in it. There is peace. If you are a child of God, the Bible talks about the peace that comes from God, the peace of God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding be with you. He said, the peace of God. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, he said, let the peace of God rule <laughs> in your hearts. Hallelujah. The peace of God. I pronounce peace over your life. Jesus looked at the psalm, Mark, Mark 4 from verse 40, looked at the psalm, stopped, and he said, Peace be still. I also speak over your life, over the raging waters, over the troubles in your health, in your marriage, in your finances, in your career. I speak in your education. I speak over the raging waters. I speak peace over your life. Peace be still. Peace be still. In John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give it to you. When he appeared after the resurrection, when he appeared to his disciples in John chapter 20, verse 19, he said, Peace be, be with you. Peace be with you. Verse 21. Peace be with you. As the Lord Father sent me, so I send you. He comes with peace because peace is a necessary component to be able to build and to be able to get things done. May God grant you peace. May he, may your enemies lose their peace and may God grant you peace. You know, sometimes when people have peace, that's when they can do a lot of things. They can fight and they can they can pick on some people unnecessarily. But those who are trying to hurt you and pick on you, may something just happen so that they will lose peace so you can be able to move on to do what God has caused you to do. I, I prophesy peace upon your life. Peace be still. Peace be still. In Isaiah, I want to read Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 26, Verse 3, he said, he will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on God. If you keep your mind on God, God will keep you in perfect peace. Isaiah 26, verse 3, that will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed, uh, whose, uh, whose mind is stayed because he trusts in thee. Look at verse 12. Lord, thou would ordain peace for us. Hallelujah. God will appoint peace for you. Isaiah 60, 26, verse 12, thou would ordain peace for us. Thou will appoint peace for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Look at Psalm, Psalm 29 verse 11. And then I'll go to 2 
Thessalonians. Psalm 29 verse 11. Let me read this. Psalm 29 verse 11 says that the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people. Did you see that? There's blessing. There's peace in the blessing. All right, there's peace. So the blessing, part of the blessing is peace. He said the Lord will bless it. Look at it. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God will keep your mind. The, when God is keeping you, it's also good for that his, his peace will keep your mind. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give you. He's, he's giving us his peace. May the peace of God keep you. I speak peace upon your life. And in I like this one. I was looking for this scripture earlier on. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse um, verse 16. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16 says, Now the God of peace himself give you peace always. By all means, the Lord be with you. <laughs> I like that. The God of peace himself, the, now the God of peace himself, give you peace always by all means. By all means, may he give you peace always. This is the blessing I'm talking about. Now the God of peace himself, give you peace always by all means. Now the God of peace himself, give you peace always by all means. May God give you peace always by all means, by every means necessary. May God give you peace. May God give you peace. Peace be still. Don't be afraid because God is with you. So now, in, as I said, the, the priestly blessing is one, the Lord bless you and keep you. Two. So one, the Lord bless you. Two, the Lord keep you. Three, the Lord make his face shine on you. Four, and be gracious unto you. Number five, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Six, and give you peace. Here we just read, said the Lord give you peace by all means. In Romans chapter um, 15 verse 13 he said and now the God of hope give you joy and peace All right so the whole God of hope and peace keep you hallelujah he said, then, uh, let me read it Romans chapter 15 verse 13 now the God of hope fill you with joy with all joy and peace in believing as you believe in God will fill you with peace as you are believing God will fill you with peace. In conclusion, just before Jesus left in Luke chapter 24 from verse 50, Bible said he blessed them. He lifted up his hands towards heaven and blessed them. The New Testament priestly blessing came from Jesus himself. In his, he went to heaven. He is our high priest. He went to heaven and he's still blessing us from there. And so the pastors, evangelists, apostles, prophets, teachers are operating on his behalf under his instruction in verse verse 50 and he led them out as far as to bethany luke chapter 24 verse 50 as far as far to bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them i lift my hands and bless you in the name bible says blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord i'm coming in the name of the lord baruch haba bashem adonai blessed is he that's the hebrew blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord baruch haba bashem adonai adonai i bless you he lifted up his hands and blessed them watch this and it came to pass while he blessed them he was departed from them and carried that's the last thing he did on earth 
Hallelujah. The last thing Jesus did on earth was bless them. And as he blessed them, he was going. He was blessing them. He left them with the blessing of God. That is why sometimes, even where there is a priest around you, there's no priest around you. As you are a believer, you walk in the blessing. Now watch this in conclusion. The Hebrew word, sorry, the Greek word for the blessing, blessing is the Hebrew word is Barak. The Greek word, there are three words that have been used. The first one is the, um, as, as I mentioned, eulogia. Eulogia. The second one is when you are blessing God, you are speaking well of God, you are elevating God, you are extolling Him. It's like Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. Blessed be God. Are you blessing God? Are you higher than God? No. That one you are extolling Him. You are elevating Him. So blessed be God. The Greek word is eulogetos. Eulogetos or uh, sounds something like that. Yeah. Eulogetos. Eulogetos. So blessed be God. So it's like blessing, but this one is extolling, speaking well, praising. And then the last Greek word, uh, the one of the Greek words that I found, uh, which is, is translated Greek, uh, blessing, is makarios. Makarios. Makarios is sometimes translated blessed or happy. Now, makarios has to do with the blessing that comes as a result of doing something. So Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, all the way down, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall be blessed. You are in a certain state that makes the blessing come upon you. Bible talks about James. James chapter 1, it says that anyone who hears the word and does it is blessed. Okay, James chapter 1 verse 21. Anyone, whoever looks into the law of liberty and continue, you are blessed. So you are doing something. That is what is making the blessing come upon you. Jesus said that blessed are you. He said if you, if you hear these things, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. John chapter 13 verse 16. If you know this, sorry, verse 17. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So you see, it's a conditional blessing if you do them. So that means that the New Testament blessing has a lot to do with what you are trusting. You are trusting God, putting some things into bless, into practice. And it's making the blessing now because Jesus left us blessed. Now, how do you walk in the blessing? By keeping his word. Once you walk in his word, once you walk in his love, as I taught the other time, the three, the, 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 the three-dimensional Christianity, big of it, greatest of it is the love. The love. As you operate in the love, you put yourself under the blessing of God. As you read his word and you obey his word, you bring the blessing upon you. So Jesus has already left us a blessing. Yes, a pastor can bless you, but it is not as potent and as strong. It has what it does, but it is not like... It is it's not like when you are walking under in the word of God, listening to the word and walking under it. Jesus told them in Matthew chapter 13, verse 16, he said, Blessed are your eyes for the things they see, your ears for what they hear. You see, because you come into a certain state, it's commanding, it's causing a blessing to come on you. Last two scriptures, Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, Revelation chapter 22, verse 14. Revelation chapter 1, Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. It says, thank you, Jesus. It says that blessed, you see, that, that this is Makarios, Makarios, the Greek word for the blessing, Makarios. So once you, the Makarios is a conditional blessing which Jesus has left for us. He blessed us, he baracked, or he, he, you, 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 he's declared blessing. But once he's released it, the blessing is there for it to begin to manifest. So that's why in the, in, in the, Old Testament, the high priestly blessing is 
speak the blessing upon them. And once you speak it, it begins to manifest on them. It begins to take place as they walk in the blessing. Now, I'm, uh, in the New Testament blessing, it's more, it's we already blessed. In Ephesians chapter, thank you, Jesus. Ephesians chapter, chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed. It's already done deal. Jesus left blessings. When he was going, he was blessing. He was climbing up and was blessing. He was blessed. Bible says he lifted his eyes to heaven, his hands to heaven, and started to bless them, and started going whilst he was blessing them. So he left them with the blessing. The last thing Jesus did on earth, well, in his physical life, in his physical, his life on earth, was to bless them, and he left them blessed. So blessed be God, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So Revelation chapter 3 verse 1, blessed Macarius is he that uh, readeth, he see that readeth, and they that hear the word of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for, for the time is at hand. That's, you are blessed. If you do that, you are blessed. It, Jesus said, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Revelation chapter 22 verse 14, blessed are they that do this command. So do his commandment that they may have the right to the tree of life and enter in, in through the gates into the city. Blessed are they. So this is talking about the Macarius blessing is what you are doing. My brother, when you are obeying God, my sister, when you are doing things for the church, you are obeying God. You are loving others. You are forgiving others. It's not in vain because you are just now beginning to enforce the blessing of God. The, what does the blessing? He will bless you. He will keep you. He'll make his face to shine on you. He'll give he, he, and be gracious unto you. He'll give you, he will, he will lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I'm talking about the sixfold, the sixfold priestly, high priestly blessings. The sixfold priestly blessing. It's on you. It's already on you. It's already on you. Just walk in the word of God and see it manifest. I bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. May he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. May he deliver you from sorrow, from shame. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.